Hello this is Tanishka from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Monday the 7th of February. India recorded 83,876 new cases of COVID-19 and 895 linked deaths in the last 24 hours. The total tally of infections stands at over 4 crore 22 lakh while the death toll is more than 5 lakh. The number of new cases was 21.95% fewer than Sunday. This is the first time since January 6th that India's covid tally did not cross the 1 lakh mark, NDTV reported. The death toll includes the 378 deaths added by Kerala as backlog. Schools in Delhi, Uttar Pradesh, Kerala, Odisha and Bihar reopened for classes 9 to 12 from today as daily covid cases dipped. In Delhi, where 1410 new covid cases were reported in the last 24 hours, classes for nursery to standard 8 will resume on February 14th. Assam Chief Minister Himanta Biswa Sarma announced today that Assam will withdraw all covid related restrictions from February 15th. However, wearing masks will be mandatory in all places, he said. The central government told the Supreme Court today that submitting Aadhaar details was not a mandatory precondition on the Covin portal for the covid vaccination. Following this, the court asked authorities to not insist on asking people for Aadhaar cards for vaccination. Globally, COVID-19 has infected more than 396 million people so far, claiming the lives of over 5.7 million people. The Supreme Court pulled up the Tripura police today over notices sent to activists over social media posts regarding the communal violence last year despite an earlier interim order passed by the court live law reported a bench comprising justice dy chandrachur and justice suryakant was hearing an application filed by activist samiullah shabir khan against a notice issued by the tripura police seeking his appearance under section 41a of the crpc The court told the state's council to inform the SP to not harass people like this. In the context of there being multiple writ petitions about this, the court asked why everyone should be required to run to the Supreme Court. When the state's council said that he had no instructions regarding the same, Justice Suryakant said, and I quote, "What else is all this if it is not harassment?" It is a very innocuous statement to say you don't have instructions here while you keep doing all this there unquote Advocate Sharukh Alam appearing for the applicant had submitted that the court had passed an interim order on January 10th restraining the police from acting against Khan's tweet and seeking information regarding his IP address and phone number Justice Chandrachur said today and I quote When we have passed an order how dare you not implement it we will ask your home secretary and other officers to be present on the screen next time at least show deference to our order when we have handled an issue unquote solicitor general tushar mehta said that he will make sure that the sanctity of the order was maintained dera sacha soda chief gurmeet ram rahim singh 
was granted a 21-day furlough by the Haryana government's jail administration today. Convicted in cases of rape and murder, Singh has been serving sentence in Rohtak Sunaria Jail since August 2018. The furlough has been granted from February 7th till February 21st. He is expected to be released from jail today. The Haryana government's decision to grant Singh's parole comes ahead of the upcoming assembly polls. Dera has considerable influence in Uttar Pradesh, Punjab and Uttarakhand, three of the states going on poll. Haryana Chief Minister ML Khattar said while speaking at a party event today that the fur law had nothing to do with any election. He and the state's jail minister Ranjit Singh Chautala said that the Dera chief had been granted leave in accordance with established protocol. Chautala maintained that it was the legal right of the convict who becomes eligible to seek parole or fur law after 3 years of conviction. He said that Rahim's request application had been examined by the requisite committee that deals with such cases just like other inmates. He has earlier been given 3 emergency paroles to meet his ailing mother and get medical checkups. After days of hijab wearing students protesting outside the gates, the government junior PU college in Kundapur in Udupi district allowed the girls on campus this morning but seated them in separate classrooms without any lessons. The principal re-emphasized that students could attend classes only after removing the hijab. Meanwhile, two colleges declared a holiday today in Karnataka as the hijab versus saffron scarves row spread on campus. At the Kalavara Varadraj M Shetty Government First Grade College, Kundapur, students in hijab were sent home. The principal said that they had been advised to enter classes without hijabs but they had refused so they were asked to leave and wait for the high court order tomorrow listeners when my colleague lasya shekhar was reporting on the issue 16 year old muskan had told her that their request to follow their constitutional rights had fallen on deaf ears Muskan was one of the students banned from attending classes since December 28th at the Government PU College for Girls in Karnataka's Udupi district for wearing a headscarf despite objections by the college management. You can read Lasya's full report about the hijab standoff on newslaundry.com. It is titled Request Fell on Deaf Ears. Hijab standoff continues despite classroom ban at Karnataka College. Listeners, we are able to report on stories such as these because we are not accountable to anyone else but you. We are a reader-funded news organization and do not rely on ads or support from government or corporations. And today, listeners, News Laundry turns 10 years old. Thank you for being a part of our journey and supporting our ad-free model. We have a bunch of events planned for you as part of our celebrations. If you aren't a subscriber already, head on to newslaundry.com and click on the red subscribe button on the top right corner of the screen to subscribe and be a part of our celebrations. Subscription starts at rupees 300 only. The government said in the Rajya Sabha today 
that there was no information available about the number of dead bodies found floating in the Ganga during the peak of the second Covid wave, NDTV reported. Junior Jal Shakti Minister Bisweswar Tudu was responding to a question from Trinamul Congress MP Derek O'Brien who also sought information on steps taken to dispose of the bodies in accordance with Covid protocols. Tudu said, and I quote, Information regarding the number of COVID-19 related dead bodies estimated to have been dumped in the river Ganga is not available. Unquote. The minister said that incidents of unclaimed, unidentified, burnt, partially burnt dead bodies found floating in the river or on grounds in the shallow depths on the banks of river Ganga had been reported in the media from districts in Uttar Pradesh and Bihar. He said that the ministry, via the National Mission for Clean Ganga, had sought a report on the bodies and action taken, including disposal, from the respective state governments. Advisories had also been issued to the chief secretaries of Uttarakhand, Uttar Pradesh, Bihar, Jharkhand and West Bengal. In response, Congress leader V.C. Venugopal pointed out that the reply was almost identical to the one provided for the question over deaths due to oxygen shortage during the second Covid wave. He accused the government of misleading the parliament. At the peak of the second Covid wave last year, hundreds of bodies had begun washing up along the banks of the Ganga in Uttar Pradesh and Bihar, making headlines in national and international media. It was assumed that these were Covid victims. Madagascar's Natural Disaster Management Agency said on Sunday that at least 10 people had been killed and 48,000 displaced by Cyclone Batsirai, which struck the country overnight. The cyclone made landfall late Saturday as an intense tropical cyclone, packing winds of 165 kilometers per hour. Parts of Madagascar were lashed with heavy rains and wind before the cyclone made landfall at Mananza. The International Federation of Red Cross and Red Crescent Societies said that the storm posed a risk to at least 4.4 million people in total. The World Food Programme, citing estimates from national authorities, said that around 595,000 people could be directly affected by Batsarai and 150,000 people might be displaced because of new landslides and flooding. Nearly 48,000 people were moved to emergency accommodation. The cyclone caused widespread damage by blowing the roofs off homes, knocking down trees and utility poles. Most land and sea transport were suspended for several hours. The technical advisory to the vice president of Madagascar Senate told Reuters that the city of Nozi Varika was almost 95% destroyed. This is the second major storm to hit the island nation in less than two weeks. When Storm Anna struck last month, it caused widespread destruction and killed 55 people. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you are listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. 
Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.